Welcome to the So Far So Rare podcast. It's been just over a month since we recorded and I'm joined today by Nepenthes, who's a bit of a stranger around these parts now. You've still got the Christmas tree up. I have, mate, yes. Today's the last day, isn't it? Is it? What, what's the... Christmas. Is it the... Today's last day comes down the 6th, isn't that the thing? Yeah. No, I think today it has to come down today, so... Are you going to yeah. do that or not? Lauren will do that, yeah. <laughs> You'll make it happen. Yeah, how was Christmas? Yeah, it was brilliant, mate. Brilliant. Uh, good, good time with all the families. Like, I'm, my parents are split for many, many years. So I had my dad, his wife, and uh, you know my stepbrother come, and then mm. my mum and her partner come over, and then Lauren's family as well all come over on the Boxing Day. So yeah, it was all right. Lovely. You? It was lovely. Um, it was lovely. What did I do? My head. So for everyone listening now, I'm dying sick. You can probably hear it in my voice, but like my head's probably. I'm probably operating at about seventy percent, sixty percent brain power. So forgive me. But what did I do for Christmas? Spent time with my girlfriend's family and stayed here Christmas Eve. Christmas Day, woke up and hit the road up north for our drive. Did it in record time, um, because the roads were clear and I stuck to the speed yeah. limit. And we got there and had a lovely couple of days. But I was so sick on back. I went out on Stephen's Day, Boxing Day, whatever you call it, wherever you are. And had, I think, about 15 pints. That's a lie. Some of them were cocktails, but about 15, 16 drinks. I know you're not a big drinker now, but like the regret on the 27th, I didn't eat or I couldn't do anything. I tried drinking a glass of water at about six o'clock and I threw up everywhere. Oh, so God. I haven't really drank since and I don't know when I will again. It poisoned me. Um, yeah. But it was, other than that, it was a very successful uh, winter break. Um, I managed to switch off a wee bit, I think, from content and so rare. The World Cup was pretty intense. Yeah, it was. Um, uh, did you were you sort of invested in the World Cup a lot? Did you make a lot of content? Were you hanging on, really on every content. game? Uh, I mean, I mean, I watched every game. I loved the World Cup, so yeah, I was like into it all. But I wasn't really making content. Like, I think similar to the last time we chat, I'm more of a consumer, mm. so rare in football than a creator, mm. and trying to make that change is difficult. Like after being a FIFA content creator for so many years. I would love to be more of a football slash so rare creator, but I just love the product and the sport so much that hard to be like, oh, let me do work on this rather yeah. than let me just enjoy this and have fun, you know. I hear the the other side of that is maybe maybe I'm wrong and going down a bit of a a road that doesn't need to be gone down, but it's it's hard maybe whenever you're trying to maintain like a work life balance when you're a full time creator. Whenever yeah. you can make one FIFA video that'll get X amount of views and X amount of revenue, or you can put that same amount of time into your hobby into so rare and if once you make it that work thing it's hard to justify yeah. whereas if it's still just a hobby you can you can ply in which you know now don't you because you're a full-time content creator mate well that's done. changed Congratulations. yeah <laughs> that's changed since we last spoke yeah I've, i kind of pestered you a few times over the last year or two when i've been kind of like having wee moments of it being like lad tell should me I, you know I. Yeah. yeah yeah but um no we're here now it's weird because i think like it happened in december don't worry everyone we will get to so rare it happened in december I worked my final shift on like the 7th and then it was like you know whenever I think you always think of like leaving work as this big like climactic like moment of like you walk out the door and everyone's clapping and it's amazing yeah. and really what happens is you, you drive out the gate and you just don't go back N nothing changes yeah. you leave work yeah. one last time and yeah. it was a really weird time of year because I expected then like okay I'm a full time content creator now so I'm going to lean into it and yeah, I'm full-time content, baby. But in reality, it was coming towards the latter stages of the World Cup. I've been working hell for leather the month previous anyway on content. 
There were Christmas parties, there were going away parties, there were 12 pubs at Christmases, there were meeting friends, meeting family. I was off in Berlin for three or four days. Then it was Christmas, then it was this, then it was that. And now, even I've been honestly knocked on my back, like ridden by this, whatever I've got for five days. Now, this is the best I've been in five days. And I just haven't found the like, I haven't got into like the full time content creator flow yet or something. And I don't there know. There is if, no flow. There is yeah. no, not. Yeah. You, <laughs> it's you, just firefighting. <laughs> yeah, it is, mate. It's literally like Lauren's dad was like run businesses throughout his whole life. And he told her many years ago before we were ever together about how it goes on in his brain and it's like you know those guys like spin it like spin a plate on a stick yeah and then they could like got like rebalance a stick he's like basically it's like imagine having like 20 different sticks with 20 different plates and you're constantly running around like trying to save yeah. each next plate that's what like full-time content creation is and of some days you've just got to let all the plates drop and smash and be like mm. days for me i'll pick you know i'll pick up the pieces again tomorrow there, there's no team there's no way of life there's like you have to make that for yourself and that is the hardest part is trying to figure out what is your daily plan and mm. how do you keep a work-life balance and hearing you do all these pub crawls and 12 days of christmas and going to berlin and i'm sitting here like yeah i was sitting there playing champs all day so that's <laughs> yeah, cool. yeah yeah <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah like, like what i find with it is like with content it's so hard because like all of a sudden something will happen that's like newsworthy and it's like okay well the plans change because now i need to talk about this or like so rare we'll drop a big announcement okay now i have to talk about this um i'm finding now because i've made this switch and because obviously my channels have got much bigger recently i'm getting much more opportunities thrown at me like compared to just two months ago so it's like oh all of a sudden three weeks from now this weekend's gone and I'm doing these yeah. Sky Sports FPL segments. It's like, okay, so there's those three days or three fucking sections gone. And it's just like calendars filling up. But equally, yeah. it's about like opportunities and like people wanting you on podcasts and you wanting to make your own content. And because I've got three or four different pieces of content going on, I'm trying to cut things out at the minute. But like trying to manage all that's a bit of a headache is what I'll say. Yeah, where is your 100k sub black? I don't see it behind you. Should we reveal? It's in the boot of my car. Because I'm not supposed it. to say anything about that. You're, no, you were. Like, no, I you s- were. You were. I just forgot about it. You know, once you hit yeah. 200k, nap. You know, the 100k doesn't mean as much anymore. You wouldn't know anything about it. But uh, do you? <laughs> like, you have you the, see my my, my right there and there. My two 100k plaques. You got two of them. Oh, you two channels. Yeah. Well, I've got like five channels now, including the so rare one. I'm very close on the other two too as well. And then that's the million plaque right there. Is the million plaque huge? The initial one was massive, and they've oh, like you got redesigned it, it a few times. Yeah. So you've got like an OG one. I have, mate. Mate, it's so heavy. We have to reinforce the wall to hold it. It's that heavy. It is. I, I would. If I had to guess, I'd say it's somewhere close to about thirty kilos. Do you have aspirations of thirty kilos? Yeah, that's a way to my dog. <laughs> Jesus. Do you have any aspirations of the the ten mil? Mate, I just. Yeah, I, I would love it, right? Who wouldn't? You know, so like, much work. I, I think that they should do a little bit more, though, shouldn't they? Like, because one mil to ten mil that's a is a stretch. jump. That's, yeah, it is, isn't it? Like, on FIFA, I'll never get to ten mil subs. In fact, like the sub counts on the FIFA channels are going backwards at the moment. You know, like FIFA's Who, just not in the greatest space. Who's the biggest FIFA creator, and how many subs have they got? In terms of subscribers, probably Matt HD Gamer, like two point three, <coughs> two point four million. Um. In terms of people that have done FIFA, obviously KSI, you know, yeah, seventy was sixty, fifty million subs or whatever. Um, and the sidemen in general have all gone through FIFA creation at one stage or another, other than Vicstar. 
Um, was he in called? Terms of, like viewership, big star. Was he called? Like, oh yes, yeah, yeah, and Minecraft as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then in terms of FIFA views right now, it's, it's weird it's because there's two different like main verticals of creators. You've got people that play FIFA and make content on it, and then people that make content using FIFA. Mm. And so Foot Crunch, who's like the biggest guy, he gets millions of views per video. Um, and he like blew up three years ago. He was a rel relative nobody, mm. um, but he doesn't necessarily play FIFA. He like, you know how you like you. I don't know if that video idea you said just a minute ago is private or. Which I, one did okay I say? say what it was. Go for um, it. Bournemouth one. Oh, don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something like that. Now imagine yeah. something like that, but using FIFA. That's what he does. Like so, you know, he's, mm. he went to the World Cup with FIFA cards and things like that. So in terms of actual viewership or FIFA content, um, I think probably Run the Foot Market Nick or Orzio at the moment are the main guys, and they've kind of like Run the Foot Market Nick's been around for a long time. Uh, Orzio's kind of blown up on the scene the last uh, little while there, but it's it's a tough it's tough out there right now because mm. the game's just it's the same game every year. You know, it's hard to get views on the same recycled crap, really. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, no, I hear you. It's it's hard to innovate when the game doesn't innovate itself. Yeah. Yeah, it's as yeah, simple as that. that line, yeah. yeah. It's nice, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we've, we've lots of so rare stuff to talk about because in terms of iterations, so rare are coming thick and fast. I think I want to start, it's not quite the top of the show anymore, but I was thinking about like how to come back and what to say and what are my thoughts since I last did one of these. And honestly, it feels like something's been taken off, the handcuffs have been taken off, something's happened because... I don't know if you agree, and by all means, completely disagree with me on every point. I know you will, but I feel like they are moving at a pace that I've never seen them move at. And it's small things, but they're coming out all the time. And I think, like, yeah. regardless of prices, I'll be honest with you, I really don't follow prices and floors because I'm not trading a lot. And I'm I'm kind of static. I'm one of those guys now who's kind of yielding with the gallery I have and growing. I'm I'm like I plagued the community in a sense, but like. Um, I'm not following limited car floor, card floors, for example, so I don't know the state of the market per se, but in terms of sentiment, I think everyone seems pretty happy because yeah. they keep bringing things out. Um, there's a load of things. I don't even know where to begin. I should probably go onto their their Discord. But in fact, you know what? We'll go through them afterwards, but in a nutshell, all I want to do is kind of praise them. It feels like something's changed. I heard through a grapevine. I'll not give anything massive away, but what I've heard through the grapevine is that maybe a certain staff member was holding things up at one stage, but we'll not go into that anymore. Okay. Um, okay. And apparently that's been rectified. I don't know any truth in that, and that's why I'm not going to say anything, because I don't want to be a dick. But um, <laughs> It's too late, it's on record it. now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll leave that there. But um, how have you found the last kind of, I don't know, six weeks, eight weeks, yeah, whatever? I'm, I mean, it's been a bit, a bit interesting, because obviously the World Cup was great for the World Cup, but awful for so rare outside of the Global Cup. Because, mm. it, you know, you didn't really want, like, everything that had a game week outside of World Cup utility was just sky high for prices. Um, and there wasn't much of it. And some get, you know, especially the Chinese league, they had games cancelled left, right and centre for no reason at all. The second yeah. division, like, because of the way the match days were working, you know, some of the really key second division games that I'd prepared for had been, like, wiped off the Soviet calendar. Yeah, that wasn't good. Um, yeah, so, but it was a probably a decent time for me because i it, like FIFA work wise there was a lot going on and a lot to do so since i've changed 
since the new FIFA came out, I've effectively spent way less time on So Rare, which I don't like because I love spending time on So Rare. Um, so yeah, the last six weeks have really been like, like I haven't, I haven't like organized my gallery in two, three months. Mm. I like you, I'm not really looking at prices and I haven't sold anyone for months. I've only been buying or yielding and yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been difficult, but still it's, it's there. It's fun. I do love it. I like the changes that are making. I just, uh, I, I, I had a conversation. I don't remember who it was with in that discord that we're in about the free to play side of things. And I think they need to do more to, mm. with regards to commons. You know, there should be a full stack of, um, tournaments, just like there is in limited rare super etc you know you should have common under 23 common over 35 common specialist everything get people really ready for the the new game and give more people opportunity to win rewards because i've got hundreds of commons now and i can mm. use five per week you know it's like just a bit a bit dumb but i understand also that when you start just giving away too much people become reluctant to spend because they could just farm it instead and then yeah. it has a negative economical impact all around right so but uh, yeah, I mean, I love so rare. Yeah, I think the thing I find hard with the common stuff and the free to play stuff is this: because, like, as a content creator, you want to make that content that's really accessible to people just coming in. But equally, yeah, I can't even see those competitions on my game yeah. page anymore. Yeah. So I'd have to multi account to see that, or uh, you know, the- so, so interesting on that. I do have a second account. So I spoke to Brian. Um, about the Global Cup content that I did mm. for So Rare. And I said, you know, one of the conversations we had was around how can I kind of like produce better content? And one of the big things was showing how to play for free. So mm. I have a free-to-play account. I asked him, is it okay if I multi-account? Like, you know, I kind of got acceptance from this. And there was a big uproar about it in the, the Discord for So Rare in their general mm. chat that, you know, oh, the content creators get special dispensation or whatever. But... As like, if we're sitting I'm there not, yielding these limited yeah, cards I and mean, selling like, them to buy our dinner, like the account's worth like three quid at the moment, you know. Like, <laughs> I'll give it away. I don't care. It's for me. It's more about showing people, and it's really important to show people that you can do it without spending, and also give the value of if you like, because eventually the account will be worth thirty, forty, fifty euros, right? It just will be. I just maybe ego, maybe arrogance i don't know but i just know i'm good enough at so rare to win tradable rewards with untradable cards and then when it gets to that point then it takes me to a new journey of all right guys if this is your budget this is how i can do it and and actually show it rather than be like theoretically say with my you know 50th gallery this is what i do i can actually show with my 50 euro gallery this is literally what i'm doing this is how it works sorry my dog just come in with a special delivery Oh yeah. Yeah, it's the. Uh... Oh, let's go. Here it is, baby. There you go, mate. Look at that. Here it is. Man, they that. just don't make them like that anymore. Well, <laughs> they make them like that now. They don't make them like I've got anymore. <coughs> Congratulations words, on the hundred K subs, mate. Your mine's better. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I actually think that one's that one's better, but this will be worth less because loads of people have got those ones, haven't they? So. <coughs> yeah. No, you're um. Yeah, I, I wish I had an OG one, but look, maybe one day this will be OG. Maybe they'll stop making them someday. Maybe, mate, you're, you're, and look at that. You are already on now 227k subs, aren't you? That's mad. Yeah, it's fucking nuclear. 
so now there's a lot there that's almost like a separate podcast youtube and youtube strategy and what we're playing at and what the plan is but like yeah yeah it's just, it's just been weird it's weird so like that's why like this podcast now sits on another channel because that channel it just doesn't make i, I know i'm doing the reverse of what you did you and you guys come in and made the independent is so rare yeah now i'm changing my channel yeah to john to, from john nellis so rare to john nellis and making a new so rare one it's weird but um anyway no your, your point on like the kind of having the free-to-play account and building it it makes so much sense from content it has so much benefit to newcomers it has so much benefit to the community yeah. then because yeah of the education the space and the people coming in it's not like we're looking to profit either you know is there one extra yeah. lineup in the common division out of a hundred thousand yes but i mean what does it really matter it's it's and principles it, and people trying to get their on their high horses white knights yeah, the community, is. like and it's not like people don't multi-account anyway and just get away with it right like the global cup i'd be interested to see how they navigate how many, that yeah. because how many real lineups oh, were there yeah i i reckon that like i saw this one thing and it's basically this guy's with his name and he's just got a number at the end he's literally got 10 accounts yeah. and he's just taking all these different things in it and he's like when it gets down to like the sort of like quarterfinal semi-final final he's got every permutation of top players you could possibly imagine he's winning something every week yeah. you know yeah like so there, there's multi-accounts out there i think like for me the, the the aim with a second account is for educational purposes however i've not been able to like really attack it like i wanted to because of lack of time and the world cup being on the global cup was kind of like set and forget for free to play you didn't really need to do much you know like wasn't mm -hmm. pretty much effort that had to go into it but when this threshold change comes in february that's when i'm excited because that's when i think even a few pounds 10 pounds 15 pounds you can start building towards kickoff to kind of like get yourself some limiteds and then start farming the threshold i think mm -hmm. is genuinely possible so i'm excited to do that myself with an account where i haven't spent money to prove that it can be done to myself more than to anyone else so yeah i'm taking it deadly seriously yeah well, sounds like i have to get in contact with so rare and, and set myself up a nice little so so one of the account. so one of the things that i would like them to do which maybe will be there down the line right is i don't want a second account just let me have like a ghost account let me have free it free to so play like it well it is free to play like a like a light version or like a content yeah, specific where, version it's like almost like yeah because you so don't want everyone somewhere just give me a version of that card then that's not that actual card but let's say i finish let's say i even finish first in um uh the common casual league whatever it's called let me just be first as like a ghost not really first let the other guy that's actually second now be first but give us both the same reward but make mine untradeable unsellable but still usable as a limited and in that way i can start building teams and showing people you know this is yeah. how you can do it without actually taking rewards from someone the the the, the bit where it gets awkward is is where how you constitute what a content creator is because everyone will want to be a yeah. content creator and then yeah, it's policing will, yeah. that and then people will yeah. feel like they're aggrieved like oh well he gets it because he's a million subs but i don't get it and i've only got two thousand it's this weird one i think like so i just want to probably wash their hands of the drama to an yeah, extent yeah possibly it is messy so it's kind of like you can't have one rule for all and one or one rule for all and one no, rule and you for can't and listen but, if off the back of this i'm sure some people are going to listen to it that didn't know i had a second account yeah. if so red do just you know knock on the door and say actually that was a, a bad take from us i'll shut it down straight away i don't but care I, but like, like, well, I mean? if people are going to go and do that i mean have a look at yourself because i mean realistically you probably want more people joining so maybe you don't because it gets more competitive that's one side but equally 
a more like everyone if you're on so rare it's a long-term belief it's the hope of the premier league it's the hope of whatever it's hope more a million users and we keep moving it's it's like so rare aren't putting out incredible educational content themselves teaching people yeah. the journey it is the content creators that have to do that so if the content creators can make better content it's better for everyone in the ecosystem yeah. in my opinion and obviously i'm a content creator saying that so someone at home might be going john you're full of shite but um if you They're disagree shy, with me you're full yeah. of shit um <laughs> so yeah we, we'll butt heads over that one but yeah it's interesting um i don't know how i come on to that whole common thing free to play there's so much to talk about first thing i want to do though nep while we're at this stage is i just want to say thanks to so rare data who bring this podcast to you they help me out big time on the channel and i have legitimately used them every day for the last probably two and a half years just over two years now since I've been on yeah. SoRare, couldn't play the game at the level we played at anyway, Nep, without it. Um, there is a free version. If you want to sign up, please use the link in the description. You'll get two weeks free at their top tier. Nep, do you like SoRare data? I love SoRare data, mate. Although, like, you know, we've been in that Discord for a while, right? And Laird is in there. And I love mm. Laird. And he's always super receptive to ideas, even if they're terrible. And I love his, uh, his ability to just tell anyone, even if it's, you know, someone he values and respects and stuff that he thinks they're wrong or if they're he's wrong very you know, good. Yeah. yeah yeah he's brilliant but for one reason or another and this is the ego kicking in a little bit he just won't follow me back on twitter like, laird hasn't followed you me. on twitter uh, and it just pains me and i follow him and i've tweeted him a good few times to like you know a little nudge as if to say like hey hey <laughs> like check me out and he just doesn't follow me back and now if he does follow me now after this um it's going to be like a, pity a hollow follow, one you know like yeah, yeah, it won't even mean anything. So, um, but no, I love oh. so rare data. Um, I agree. I think so. there is so much, just like so rare. There's so much potential with SRD of things that they can do that will further benefit people. And mm. you know, I, I can't even remember how much it is for the premium subscription. Was like nine nine pound a month or something. I should know. Like I'm, I'm the one who's literally here. I'll go into their price and settings of membership. The thing is, I just bought it the minute it came out. Yeah, I just paid and then for that the was year, it. so it yeah. is like it is what it is. Um, so there, there's ninety nine pounds, ninety nine ninety nine a year for their star. That's their top. Then half that, so basically hundred quid for the year for star, fifty quid a year for pro, and the rookies free. If you do it monthly, it's a tenner a month. Yeah, five quid a month or free. Um, yeah, and I, I think for the service that they offer, which should just be a standard service within so rare, I believe, but the service they offer because it's not is. It's if you take so rare seriously, and especially if you have a paid account or if you you know got some NFTs yeah. on there or some ETH or whatever, I think it's absolutely vital to yeah. have so rare data. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm not going to tell people who are playing on a budget of a tenner that they need to spend a tenner a month on the star membership here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you you can't mean? spend that tenner a month buying well, some limiteds. <laughs> exactly, but you should still <laughs> sign up to the free membership and play around with the rookie, and then over time as you grow into it, maybe you'll go up to pro and then maybe you go to star. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I literally would be lost without it, and that's just the truth. And I love. Do you yeah. know what I love, Nep? You'll know this. You get approached by brand deals. You have to sell things. What I love is that I can say with my hand on my heart that I was plugging these guys and using them for years before I was doing yeah. it because I got paid to do it. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, nice. yeah. do you know what I mean? So it's like I legitimately mean it. Um, yeah. And that, that that funny enough is the same for me with so rare either because I got my first, although I was offered a sponsorship from so rare back in 2021 which i turned down i did my first so rare brand deal so to speak for the global cup i made a video for them 
and it felt nice because it wasn't a case of oh nft sports game have reached mm. out and want to pay loads of money to put it on the thief channel it was a product that i love and i'm fully engaged in want to work with me about one of their features and it was just it was just really nice it was a yeah. good uh yeah good relationship there yeah so if you sign up to so rare data use the code john ellis or use the link below even if you're upgrading your membership and i'll get paid right i have a load of things here to <laughs> Wait, talk what about. do they get <laughs> <laughs> they, they get, get paid a discount too. or anything oh people get they get two weeks free at the top tier uh the star tier they get three if days code. yeah i think they yeah. only get three days if they use the, the go for pro because basically sorry did i want them to use the top tier yeah so they, they get see to see the features so yeah, yeah. set up the yeah. star free for a couple of weeks right oh i also have a, a membership to give away um oh, yeah. i think it's like a month trial or something i give a few of them away so nep have you a question you want people to answer under the under the podcast if you're listening to this in audio, you might have to go over to YouTube to to get involved in the giveaway. Question. Well, it's so rare question. Yeah, What's so rare I don't data know. Um, no, it doesn't matter. We've been going on about so rare data for a lot longer than we maybe should have. But like a question yeah. for people to comment underneath this, like something maybe, I don't know, I, I can throw one out there. If you don't have one, like a player to buy for 2023 or uh, a transfer they'd like to see or. Yeah, I'd like that. A trans- transfer that you'd like to see. Yeah, transfer you'd good. like to see comment below one of you is going to win or at least one of you is i'll suss it out next week will win some sort of so rare data memberships um i always forget that i can give a few away right i've just got points written down here in no particular yeah. order and i'm going to start ranting so since i last recorded with fiago on the 7th of december that was released on the 9th of december a few things have happened <coughs> sorry about the cough so they've got a new relist feature yep. it feels old to a lot of people by now but it hasn't been talked about in this podcast so we have to cover it we can relist things easily. So if you relist, if you list someone to sell them and they expire, you can just click relist, basically. Have you used yep. this? You said I you haven't, haven't been selling too much. No, I haven't really been selling much. I did list Tremaine, though, and when I did, I, you now can list for one day through seven days, which is which great. Is, I don't know if that was a second iteration or the same thing. I actually don't know, but that was the big thing for me. I can now yeah. list my super rares, that aren't that liquid seven for days. seven yeah. days. You can do it with every yeah. card, obviously, but like I think with the, the more uh, scarce cards that are less liquid, being able to list for a longer period of time is really beneficial. Yeah, um, I like that a lot. You just need to remember they're listed. What if you list a guy, particularly now in January, you could have someone listed who you think shite and then they get a move to a crack in yeah. team. Yeah, that's very interesting. Also with um, like the new day list, I've seen a few people like talking about strategies of you know how like Thursday nights slash Friday mornings are just prime time for people buying? But now because you can have like one day or two day listings, it's a lot easier to buy a player on like a Tuesday listing for just 24 hours ready for that Friday, you know, hoping to like flip that card or trade it rather mm. than being like, oh, if, if the game week shuts, I have to wait another like two days for this to like cancel out to then relist him and just get a portion of the, the spend back or whatever. But mm. yeah, I, I like it. And uh yeah, transfers already. I, I don't know if you knew this. I just saw this on the Discord I'm in right now before we started. Daily Blinders joined Bayern. I saw that this morning. I saw a rumor yeah, about it. I didn't know it was confirmed. I've got Who... a blind and I've lost my shirt on him, really, because, you know, I bought him moments before he decided to stop playing football properly. So, yeah, so... I lost about 0.6 of an ETH on him. Gee, so Daily Blind off to Bayern, obviously, as like a depth player kind of rotation. I don't actually know because. Like, obviously, he can play midfield and backline, right? Now, in 
the center of the park in the DM roles, they've got Gravenberch, who gets almost no game time, mm. and Sabitza, who they bought just so Leipzig didn't have him. Doesn't even get any game time. They've got Hernandez, who's now out, I think, for the rest of the season. Um, I believe the manager doesn't like Pavard, who's been filling in at centre-back. So they're, they're, I think there's possibility that he actually sits mm. in there for six months and gets good minutes. I hope so. I, like for, for my own sake, I hope so. Otherwise, I've got uh, yeah. a, a, a dead a dead card for six months until he decides that, to go to MLS, hopefully. Yeah, the hard part is you'll obviously want them either nailed or not. You, you don't yeah. want this starting one week, not starting the next 60 minutes, yeah, 30 precisely. minutes. Yeah. Um, I suppose, who does that benefit at Ajax? We've got this was Wyndell now nailed on Wyndell, left back. Yeah, who, who, funnily enough, I owned a Wyndell and, um, from when he was RZ last season. And uh, I was so happy when he got the move to Ajax. I thought he is going to be insane. Um, yeah, he then didn't too. get, he was injured, didn't get on the field for a while, then played two games. Uh, first game didn't do so well. Second game got a really good, uh, really good AA score. He finished on 64 points and created two big chances that both got missed. So it's like, you know, it could have been a 100 point game. And then he just didn't play for like, geez, I'm looking at that 15 game weeks. And I, th I thought, man, has, has this guy like, shag the manager's wife like what's going on like he's just mm. not liked and it did turn out that there was something in training the manager wasn't happy with and he didn't get any minutes because of it and calvin batty who came from rangers ended up slaying and you know wrench mm. who i also purchased uh was doing well and isn't so much anymore um so yeah and i think Wyndow is going to be the, the primary beneficiary of lynn leaving i can I see tried him game time constantly now i was trying to nab his super rare for ages I oh, was yeah. making offers and offers, but like he was, you know, injured, not playing, blah, 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 blah. But people still wanted the price tag associated with the fact that, but he's a left back at Ajax and he's under 23. And you're like, yeah. yeah, but he's not playing. And I get the side, but from my end as the buyer, you're like, yeah, but I mean, maybe this doesn't work out. Maybe the, maybe, 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 yeah. maybe, maybe he heads off the leads or some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah. So, um, no, nah, I never ended up getting him. Um, I had something else there in my head very quickly. We're talking about Ajax, we're talking about that. I have an Ajax shirt on. So something to do with that? Oh, yeah. No. As I say, brain at 70% par today. Um oh, that's what it was. I won a Masraoui. Masraoui? Yeah. Won him this week as a tier two. I was surprised how much he dropped because he was like a big price when he was at Ajax and then Yeah. You know, he's he gets game time at Bayern. I think he's injured or something at the minute, or like maybe back from the World Cup or whatever. Yeah, it happens to be. back from the World Cup, yeah. Yeah, he gets decent game time at uh, at Bayern. I was surprised but, tier yeah. two starting Bayern right back type thing. Yeah, yeah. But, um... yeah. Some some of the players' tiers are weird because you you either want to catch the guy that's like that's a star that's just dropped to a tier one, or you want to catch the guy that's on like the the, the you know trajectory upwards that's like mm. was a tier three now a tier two because it's like there's obviously a reason why they've gone from a tier three to a tier two. What you never want is the guy that's been a tier two for like the last six months because mm. he's the guy that's just garbage that gets like, you know, 20 minutes a game and and that's it. However, with the new threshold coming in, those uh, <coughs> those 20 minute game guys, I think are going to be valuable as anybody else, really. I had, um, I just want to ask you your opinions on this. I podiumed last week in All-Star Air Pro. Well done. Um, I now... won uh, Underdog Rare. So. You won Underdog Rare this week? Yeah. No, no, last, last week, and then I finished third the next week. Who did you get for winning? Was that the Shoemany? That was the Shoemany, yeah. 
Oh, outrageous. So, if, thanks, Story Topper, Nepo. <laughs> Sick. I came so anyway, third yeah, in All-Star Rare Pro. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And I won... Um, I got Lewandowski as my star rare. Yeah, I watched your video, and you was asking, is that good or is that not good? That's amazing. You think it is? Um, oh, 100%, man. Like, third. Fun, fun fact, though. So, I bought the... Like, yeah. As we know, yeah, the limited, <laughs> like, 1,800 pounds or 1.8 ETH, all those, like, when they just released limited That's over a year ago now. Bad, isn't it? <laughs> and now his rare is 1.3 ETH. And what I think is, first of all, about the pricing is I don't think that this is a regression or a recession. I think this is a market correction. I think everything was so overinflated and now it's stabilizing. And I think mm. this is kind of the baseline that we'll see for a, a while until we get like an absolute massive new users. But yeah, like the thing about Lewa is he's penalty taker. Gotta love that. Mm. Um, he just bags goals. I mean, since he's been there, other than uh, I think he's going to be. I think he's suspended. Oh, did he not serve his... Wait, why didn't he? I think they have weird rules over there and stuff, don't they? Where they like have like a delayed suspension where they like. Oh, okay. They um, don't miss yeah. that game, but they Prior miss the that, next I mean, one or something. Listen, look, you could just look at his scores, man. They speak for himself. Like a champion Europe rare striker yeah. who's effectively i mean what a match to miss as well against atletico where he probably would have stunk out of the place anyway mm. um but after that you've got getafe girona betty sevilla Villarreal. like he's <coughs> just going to be bagsman man like that is a great pickup i get it. his age is like he's a yeah. little bit up there um but who knows man i think he's the sort of player that you could see go to like a psv or an ajax next year or the year after and still be a bagsman oh. Do the who did he play for? Like Lech Poznan or something? Is that even a team? Yeah, like, yeah. Are they covered? Is the Polish league covered? Poznan. I, I don't actually know. I don't know. Let me see. Lech Poznan. I so I'll tell you this though. You know uh, Ronaldo's move to Saudi. Mm. I think that the um the Al Nassar Instagram account. Let me get it up. Uh, they had nine hundred thousand followers before Ronaldo joined. They now have. 9.7 million followers right that is what ronaldo does i wouldn't be surprised if opta now starts scoring the saudi league and so so rare start adding the saudi league into like the asian regions which obviously opens it up then as well for all-star and all-star rare pro and there was a ronaldo there a rare one for like 400 pounds and i was trying to sell shuamani to like fund it i should have just bought it and he's been bought like picked up now and i'm like mm. if if they end up scoring the saudi league He's gonna absolutely slate. He'll he'll be a hundred point merchant for sure. If mm. they don't, I've spent four hundred quid on a Ronaldo NFT. Nice, but yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, it's not the end of the world. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Ronaldo going. There, I didn't know that about their followers, but like, yeah, strange turn in his career. That's kind of happened, I suppose, since the last podcast. It's um, I didn't expect it out of him. I don't I don't want to make this like a whole Ronaldo Messi thing or even just a Ronaldo thing, but in 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 general, I was surprised he went. Yeah. I, I I was surprised, but I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised because oh, I don't do I want to do this. So much sore stuff to talk about. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> we can do it another day. Yeah, we do it another yeah. day. But yeah. I, I I am surprised. I think. Anyway, we were talking about. Oh yes, the last thing I wanted to mention yet about the heartache and whatever Lewandowski isn't heartache, right? Oh, I got a cough. <laughs> oh again. no! Oh god, I'm trying to hold the cough. How much ETH did you get? Was it like point six? It was like point four or something, I think. Okay. Or third. Still all right, isn't it? Three seven or something. Maybe I'm wrong. Ronaldo rare for that. 
exactly. Uh, yeah. This is where the heartache comes in. I'm currently sitting 16th in All-Star Pro for this week. Rankings 94% complete. 340 points. And Niccolo Ravella DMP. Because it was post-deadline news about some muscle strain or some bollocks, right? Yeah. I'm 21 points off a star rare. 40 points off a podium, which him him just starting would have got me. Because he's a super yeah. rare 35 yeah. points. And top spot was 100 points away. Whatever about that, whether or not top spot would have happened, I would have been almost a shoe-in for second place. 0.54 ETH and a tier 0 rare. Like, that's honestly like a two grand swing because Ravella doesn't get in the pitch. Yeah, and I've had many a discussion on my live streams over the last like year or so about um, like subs or replacements, and things like that. And... It, it probably swings in roundabouts because the time that you became third place, Someone there may have been three screwed. or four guys yeah, that got screwed because of it. Um, however, this kind of thing for the general public will be a stumbling block for so rare. You know, on FPL, mm. you've got subs for a reason, right? If your guy doesn't start, you've got a guy that comes in and offers the points instead. Um, like, I hate the fact that you can miss out. And, I, and I've missed out on... I've actually missed out on two podium slash first places because of DMPs and always like even, even this week, not so much this week, but Nerez not playing for Benfica. The news came out like two hours after headline had closed mm. that he's going to be sitting this one out because muscle injury. And it's, it is that thing of like, yeah, you, you, you would like to just be able to put in a five that are playing and eligible. But at the same time, I also completely concede that, it does benefit bigger galleries, but that's yeah. where don't don't you think why not just have a game mode in each division that allows subs and just one of them, and that way, you know you can go and put your like fifty percent chance of guys in there, your Messi's when he's like you know possibly not coming back from the World Cup or whatever, and then you can have a backup if it goes wrong. Hmm. That could be an interesting option. Yeah, I think the way I look at it is while I'm sitting here ranting about it and it's like my sob story, it's almost like I love the sob story. I love the yeah. heartache because it makes the win so much sweeter. And it yep. means if Ravella had have played, I would have been buzzing. I don't know. It's like I wouldn't personally I wouldn't change it. But I will rant about it. No, I don't rant about the game mechanic. I rant about how unlucky I was. Do you know that way? Yeah. It, it's yeah. like a difference. Because I think it makes the whenever you get five starters even sweeter. It is a shit one now. If you have a lineup legitimately worth ten grand, fifteen grand, and that doesn't that doesn't like even for someone else, maybe their hundred quid lineup feels they got, or maybe their twenty quid lineup feels they got. But if all your eggs for the week are your priority lineup for the week with a lot of beans in the tank, and one hour after the deadline, two days before the game's even played, you hear such and such is out. Yeah. It's just like, okay, well, the game is ruined for me for the the weekend, you know. And it yeah. would be nice, like, I don't know. I, I, I don't even know if it would work. And again, it would probably benefit big accounts. And I suppose when you're a smaller account, you're hoping that someone like an Mbappe is ruled out post-deadline or something. Yeah. But, like, imagine there was something... I don't, I don't even know how this would work or if this has ever been done. But, like, you know, post-deadline, you can make up to one, up to two, up to three changes across your lineups as long as the yeah. change is made... Eight hours pre kickoff, five hours pre kickoff, two hours pre kickoff before the lineups are released. Whatever it is, I don't know. Just so that you know, because we always get the Friday afternoon yeah, stuff. Yeah, that news. Yeah, we always get the Friday afternoon pressers. 
five big yeah, players are ruled out with something that no one knew about illness or some I had something shit. 333 yeah so literally in 333 so I ended up I probably wouldn't have done any good anyway but the CSL games got called off at about quarter past 11 so like 15 minutes after deadline and I had Davidson uh, in a strong lineup Oh. And Davidson, I've got 11% bonus on him as well. And he just always, you know, generally scores very well. And at that point, the first game <clears> didn't <throat> actually kick off until 6 p.m. that day. And I'm like, man, this is six hours before anything happens. Me changing this guy out doesn't mean anything to anyone. If that news came 20 minutes prior and I changed him out, you wouldn't have people sitting there going, oh, no, like, he swapped out Davidson. This is an unfair advantage. <clears throat> So, uh, yeah, like in that regard, it would have been real nice to be able to, like, trade him out and, and get somebody else in there. Um, and on that same note, on the other team that I had, uh, David Neres, the NP, and I had him as captain. And on that lineup, it's funny, actually, because Austin Trusty, who's a, an Arsenal boy that was at MLS that I picked up that went to Birmingham. Yeah. He's been doing so sick at Birmingham. He had two games in game week 333. And... In the first game, he only got 38 points. In the second game, he got a decisive and 20 all round. So he got 80 points. And it's like, why do they choose the first game rather than the best game? When you've yeah, got that, that's, that's a very easy fix that I think is just the right move. It makes everyone yeah. happier. Yeah. You know, it really does. Because, I mean, imagine you have two games. It's, it just adds entertainment value. It adds utility. Yeah. It should be right. Like Liverpool there in the game week gone by now, albeit they got beat, was it 2-1-3-1 by Brentford or something? Yeah. Like, I have a full Liverpool stack for limited. Whatever. I lost the utility of one game from their season because it was within the game week, blah, blah, blah. Now, I don't know if any other players would have scored better. They probably wouldn't have. But the point is, it would have been nice if their higher score was taken. And I mean, yeah. I don't think that's like an unfair advantage. It's like... That's part of that card's utility. That's what, well, that's what they do in NBA, isn't it? They have yeah. the highest score, is the score. And... It goes around, as long as it's the same rule for all. Do you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly, um, yeah. I, I don't get that one. It pisses me off because, like, it meant that I have a full Liverpool stack, but I have... Z now, okay, I know this is, like, proper, like, plastic football fan or whatever, but it's like, I have a full Liverpool stack, but I have no interest in watching the Liverpool game because it won't affect my scores. From a solar yeah. perspective, it checks out. From a so yeah. specific perspective, it's like once the first game's done, you don't give a shit about the second game. Yeah. Wouldn't it be class yeah, to be able to sit down yeah. and watch the second game going like Van Dyke only got a fifty two in the first game? Wonder yeah, if he do something. That. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um Yeah, that'd be nice. I don't think anyone would be upset if they changed that. And, and yeah, yeah, because even if you had a sick well, I suppose the people that'd be upset would be the people that got like a mad first score. And then somebody else passed them because their player got a yeah, but like I'm not score. talking about mid game week. I'm talking like if they turn around now and go, as of March the first, we'll take. No, no, the... I, mean, I mean even general. Like, let's say, let's say uh, five Birmingham players and you had whole players. They both have two game weeks. Let's say your whole player gets like a sixty, and my Birmingham player gets a forty. Then in the second game, my Birmingham player drops a hundred, and your whole player still only gets yeah. like another like a sixty-two or whatever. But all of a sudden, I've had like yeah. a. 60 point swing on you and it could be the difference of you getting a reward but it could have been the other way could have been yeah and that's just the could game then you know that's just the rule what I'm saying yeah. is I don't think as a rule I don't think as a rule it's that controversial I think it's the correct rule I just think they've got the wrong rule at the minute personally yeah, yeah I, I, I agree with that on, on the note of um, what I was talking about with uh, points there and when I mentioned Davidson 
do you think they're trying to phase out um, XP and its its worth and its value? I would be all these livid. new game modes. Would you? Like, I know what you mean. There's certain game modes that XP doesn't matter, blah blah blah, and it does annoy me a wee bit, right? But you see, if somehow they ever try and like actually like get rid of it, I don't think they will. But like, I'd be livid. Because yeah. there's cards that I've purposely held longer because of yeah. the XP. Like, there's cards that I would be like... Like, my Koulibaly's full levels now. I've probably got a few others approaching it by now. I don't really check every week. But, like... You know, even if I think it's like, oh, it might be time to sell. It would be time to sell if it was like a 2% card. But the 10% card is, is a lot stronger. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like... I've like yeah, a 10% so got... Nuble now. 10% Vanekin. I've got yeah. fully leveled I've, up. I've got Jonathan David... On ten percent now, on level twenty. That's banging. Um, yeah, that is. I mean, he's been a bit out of form generally, but he's. I think he's still got a lot of time. Bro is only twenty-two, so me having that ten percent on him is uh, real nice. And what I do like about the percentage as well is like the XP still keeps growing. Mm. But then you know, obviously, if you sell it, you lose half XP. So I can grow it to a point where even if I sell it, whoever buys it off me could still get ten percent XP on him. That has value. Yeah. Um, like, but everything they're doing at the moment, not everything, but most things. In fact, I don't think they've added anything recently that require that allows XP. I think everything is removing XP. Even a new threshold 240 that's coming, no yeah. XP on that. Like all their wee special moves and stuff here. Yeah, the I don't know. As long as like the, yeah. the bread, I don't mind. Like as long as the bread and butter remains, you know, the champion Europe pros, the champion Europe, the under twenty three pros, the all star pros. I'm fine, but like again, sounds like a bit of a flex. But if I look at like some of my highest level cards, like this makes some difference. If I was to roll out Nuble with ten percent, Koulibaly with ten percent, Hans Vanekin with ten percent, and then like I don't know, Danny Parejo with nine point five percent, who'd be probably ten percent in the next week or two. Um, yeah. If I roll them all out plus a forward, like I have that that that's a humongous advantage. On people with two percent, three percent, four percent cards. Yeah. The cumulatively that is a huge advantage. And if they took that advantage away for whatever reason, even with three months' notice, I'd be fucking livid. Because I actually just uh, think I the do, XP's I, do. I see I see it. The XP's um, like a lovely I just think the XP's like a lovely subtle complexity. I don't think it's like mad complex, but I think it adds to like game you know, games in general, grinding yeah. XP, growing they ha- I don't I don't see it because they've they've got it in MLB and NBA which are much newer products. If it had been on their mind, I don't think they would have had it in those. Yeah, think- yeah, very much so actually. Yeah, I was looking at some of my players here. Like, um, I bought a lot of players with the sole purpose of like XP grinding, um, because obviously when you lose like it's like XP you get a massive benefit in season one because you get that five percent mm. season bonus, and then it's really easy to get up to like eight eight and a half percent, especially if you train them well if they haven't got games or whatever. Season two is where you miss out because you lose that five percent XP. Mm. Is where it really like comes to fruition, right? Because that's where it's like I've got some of my guys now, like Jonathan David is ten percent with no season bonus. I've got Murich, the Burnley goalkeeper, eight and a half percent with no season bonus. That's two hundred twenty threes that give me eighteen and a half percent before yeah. I've even plugged in three others. But I've got like Carlos Hill on seven percent. I've got some of my players that are into the second season that still have the XP the season bonus on. Like Etai Tinga there, he's on 32% super rare. Like, if 
he bags you know that's like captain bonus on top of him like yeah that's massive in a in a you know a specific uh, the the correct division and so yeah I, I kind of grew i bought players with the understanding of i want to grow their xp and when i've got players like uh so i have dennis vavro the super rare from copenhagen he's the only super rare no uh uniques were ever minted there's only a few of his rares mm. around and i've got 27 and a half percent on him that for me he's such a good scorer because he's way too good for the league he came from lazio and it's like when he scores 60 70 points nobody can compete with that because there's not another one that exists but on that regard i think yeah getting you know 90 to 100 points instead of 60 points makes that massive difference mm. um it's just again I, I i constantly think of so rare from a new user's perspective and if you've got all these cards if you've got the exact same five as someone but they still beat you by like 15 or 20 points you're probably going to be pissed off and leave the platform or like mm. you're going to have like a, How can they a compete negative with yeah a negative feeling toward the platform of like what what can i do oh so i have to wait like another two years before i'm able to compete with people with the same team and just pick better yeah, players yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know well yeah i get i get your point but equally i do feel like in most games across the board, like OGs who've ground for a long time and who've played the game and got the XP, do yeah. have the advantage. Like it, yeah, you know, they do, you yeah. play Call of Duty. If someone's level two hundred and they have the better guns and yeah, skins yeah, and whatever, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. Is it right? Is it wrong? I, I don't know. But it's like, I don't know. I, heavily biased here because I've obviously built up the XP, but I would almost want like money back. I'd want I'd want them to buy my XP back. You know what I mean? I'd be like, yeah, pay me yeah. for this. You know, I've, I've oh, I'd be all right this. with that if they wanted to give me a little uh, yeah, like, a little yield there for my XP. I'd say yes straight exactly. away. Right, we'll bang out a few other things because I talked at the very start, but it just I feel like I haven't spoken about this in so long that I could literally keep going around in circles and talking forever about it without hitting all the things I want to hit. So let's try and bang out a few things. They brought out the football starter bundles in the middle of December. That was a whole thing. Um, yeah. I don't actually know how it ended up panning out. Do you have anything on that, or will we move on? I had I had a little look at some of the bundles, and they generally seemed mm. decent value. In fact, you could almost make like a you know there there was a, a margin to actually make a bit of profit in some of them. Mm. Not much, but by making that profit, what you had to do initially was spend the money, so it brings liquidity in, which is why I think they did it. The thing that I think they didn't think through is they also encouraged multi-accounting. Yeah, because you can start a new account, buy a bundle, make eight, ten percent, close that account down, do it again, and keep keep like going through. There's been a few that have been bad value, but um, I I think I think it's for me personally, bad faith isn't the right term, but I think it's a bad look for so rare to suggest people to buy players that might just be awful mm. or not play or, or to anything even dictate between, value know? to be like this yeah. bundle is worth 20 i don't know what they were even selling for but this this bundle's worth 20 quid to start telling yeah. people what cards are or aren't worth i felt that yeah. was a wee bit ropey i got it i got it because i know they had a lot of new people come in for free to play world cup and they want to transition them how do you transition them you make it as easy as possible you let them buy a whole yeah. team and you give a set price and it's done and I, I really do get it from an onboarding standpoint. And I actually think, when you put it, like I think, like, I don't know how effective it was, but I think whenever you sit down in the cold light of day and you go, right, okay, we can suggest a few prices and morally be half questionable, but not that bad, but kind of a little bit, hmm, should we have done this? When that's, like, the downside versus 
we can put these bundles that might sell to tens, if not hundreds of thousands of people on board yeah, our platform. Yeah. I get why they did it. You know, I don't know what the success was like. Yeah, I agree. But a lot of all these problems come back to that multi count point you made. You know, it seems to be the the being of the platform, and that's where like KYC and things come in because yeah. Everything they seem to do, the downside is like, but what about the multi accounters? But what about this? But what about you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't think anyone would have any. I don't think any legitimate user would care about mm-hmm. KYC being introduced. No, yeah, the I certainly wouldn't. I'd happily yeah provide all details and whatnot. It's like exactly. Um, the next one was the private leagues available for all competitions. Have you made any of these for your? Oh, I've made one for the um. Global Cup, which I think I did quite well in yours, actually. I think I was like top 1,000 in your one. Were oh, you? Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh have it up here right now. And um, where did I finish? 138th I finished did in yours. Did you? Just, yeah, geez. how about that? That's unreal. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I like the idea of them. And it was definitely great in the Global Cup because So Rare gave me, as, as I think they did you, some like rewards to give away for like the top mm. five and whatnot. Um but they're just kind of pointless unless the low, unless like the private league owner or creator is offering something off their own back. Yeah. It's pointless. And even then you don't get anything in return for having it. Like it's one of those things that benefits so rare greatly because it's like, Oh, Hey viewers come and join my league. Mm. So, so, so rare win. And then I'm saying, Oh, Hey guys, I'll give, you know, something away to the podium every month. So those guys win as well. And then I'm sitting here being like, well, so damn, I've given you free promotion. I've given away an expense to the winners. And I'm mm. sitting here like, what did I get? You know, and, and it's, a, it's a sad way to look at it like that. But it's, you know, that's the thing, the, way... the thing that I look at it that like from that, like, what do I get? It's not even so much like because I give away my limited cards anyway. I'm thinking of like I could give away the limited in a way to this person or to that person, or whatever. I did the Global Cup thing. enjoyed that. So I came with a lot of prizes. I tagged a few on top. But. I think from now, what I'm struggling with in terms of deciding how I want to manage me, like people listen to the podcast, get involved, great, and people who've watched the YouTube get involved, great, and the thing I'm struggling with is like, it's the workload, it's the effort of distributing prizes, of double checking and verifying people aren't multi-accounting and just shafting your league, and like, it's just a whole load of work. You know, what I think the beauty of them is, is like, you know, when you think about the biggest fantasy games in the world, they all have their private leagues. And I think where this comes in is at the start of next season or whenever I've got a big cough. Come on, give me one. I'm muting it for the audience, but you're hearing all the gristle. (laughs) Um, The thing is, like, you know, come start next season. What if I turn around to you and channy and laird who we've mentioned and you know psu and quinny and all the gang and i say right lads here's what's happening 100 quid a man grand a man 500 quid a man whatever it is right pick a rare card worth an eighth whatever i'm thinking like high rolling right now people can do this at whatever stakes and you can kind of be like we're gonna play a season-long game where the winner takes all now so rare won't promote that fpl don't let you gamble I work. I do a lot of work with Fantasy Football Hub. They can't allude to stakes of any description, um, yeah. even mini league, paid mini leagues. It's in the rules of the fantasy game, and that it's not for money. Blah blah blah. blah. So you can't be making content talking about it. But there's nothing to stop you between your friends yeah. having a little and, side hustle. So I think. And for that, that's fine. Yeah, I, I think. I think it's, uh, with it. the commons, with, with like, if you were to introduce 
like even for like giveaways or prizes or whatever like it's not like fpl you don't get a but you don't it's, it's not a fair playing ground in that mm. regard like somebody that enters a casual league that i've created now that has you know 500 commons already just has a much bigger advantage than somebody who just starts to get involved and has to like grind their way through so that, that's kind of like one of the th reasons why i say it's, it's kind of pointless if there's not a way to like give utility to it because if i'm like okay let's let's say we do it with limiteds instead okay now i'm encouraging people to spend money in the limiteds division to play into a a league like i don't know for me it's, it's just there there just seems to be no reason to actually have it other than what you suggested there is like maybe a private league with friends where there's a little something on the line mm. and yeah you play it over a prolonged period of time and winner takes all that that makes a bit or more sense you could even play it like each week like me you and five other guys could jump on a league and we could play each week and every single week we play it based off our all-star rare pro scores or our all-star scores or under 23s and we say every single week we'll have an extra wee thing here where the winner of this league um, gets not point not one eighth from everyone else in the league. No, it'd be real good if we did it with like maybe All Star Rare, and the winner gets all of the rewards from All Star Rare that are taken by all those people. So that, that might actually be able to be done within like the so rare thing because you're basically you're not losing anything. Yeah, you're just winning. You're just yeah. But the thing there is like. That becomes a game then of you want to win, but you don't want to spunk your best lineup and come second. Yeah, because well, yeah, exactly. Because then you might win like a star, but the guy above is just gonna get it. Yeah. But like, let's say for example, for yeah, like, do I want to go into this pot with people whenever they're all gonna put out like shitter lineups? Like, if I've got the best gallery, or if you've got the best gallery, well, then maybe that gives you the advantage. Yeah. Oh, that could but be imagine fun. if you've got like a imagine if you you know one of the guys with like a bit of a smaller gallery like two three five e, and they get involved and they manage to finish first and they just take everyone's, everyone's. rewards and take like fifteen uh, e worth of rewards at once. They just take like it depends how many of these are in it, but imagine they they yeah. clean up like a star, three tier ones, and a tier two or something like yeah. you're like jeez. There's yeah, definitely but, a little something there though, isn't there? Yeah. Content that, that's a good even, benefit for it. Yeah, yeah, but I think like. It's one of those where what I've never got is like an FPL space, for example, because this is where it's a natural comparison, where people like Andy, let's talk FPL, the biggest FPL content creator, or the FPL Raptors or Focals or Hubs or Scouts or whoever, have their mini leagues. And yeah. the winner of this mini league, where 10,000 people, 50,000 people are going to end up signing up, the winner gets a t-shirt and a mug <laughs> for 38 weeks work. I swear to yeah. God, their yeah. prizes are always shocking, Nip. Like I work with Fantasy Football Hub, and but and it's but it's this isn't even a slide on them. It's it, it's it's a slide on the space. It's not even a slide on yeah. the space. It's a free to play game. It's just completely yeah. different from so rare. It's very hard to bring it over to the space because in FPL they will put up like a our our mini league for the season. Top prize is five hundred quid, or top prize is yeah. a grand. When you live in so rare land, and. I'm giving away limiteds all season and this is happening and people are winning podiums and this and people are winning cards worth thousands. It's not quite the same where people are going to come over for the purest kind of attitude and get involved and let... Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't buy it where I think it's good. I don't think it's good for mass, for the masses. I think it's good for like 
actually like community and it's maybe something that i need to investigate with friends and people like yourself it's like yeah could we do something here that's a bit more fun for us at weekends or could we do it where you have the lineup and we pick a division that none of us really play or i don't know because then you're kind of blocking out one of your lineups you know the whole the shitulers thing that the andy's doing that where it's like picking players that are going to play but that won't score well and the lowest yeah. scores win that sort of stuff there's ways you can make it really fun but i just don't really like yeah. it for like the masses but I feel I should be doing it. Yeah. And I probably I'll, will I'll, do I'll, it. Yeah. I'd, I'd 100% be involved with something like that. Um, is is it weird, isn't it? Like the FPL and stuff. Like, they just, again, though, it's all free. It's all free to play, isn't it? And so mm. even getting any prizes, I suppose, is good. But then you've got your, you know, your average guy that just puts his lineup together, doesn't really make many subs. Just, you know, like one thing that's quite interesting is I don't play FPL. I start. I go for it for like two weeks and then I get bored and I give up. I bet if I played FPL now, knowing what I know based on so rare and how players score and who the best scorers are and things like that, I reckon I'd be solid at mm. FPL now because of so rare. But I don't think I'd ever gain any knowledge on so rare because of FPL. And it yeah. shows for me that shows how so rare is like supreme superior mm. product. Not because there's money involved or anything, but because the platform and the game is actually just better. The bottleneck I find with FPL or the difference in a big way, and the reason I find so rare a hundred times more enjoyable, being truthful, is that FPL boils down to <coughs> there's a few things. Sorry, everyone dealing with those coughs, I know. It's hard. Um There's so many things to this. One where like FPL people generally make like one to two major decisions a week. And yeah. that's per week done. You have 11 players, of which 85% of the game own Erling Haaland. Probably 70% of the game own Trippier. I don't know, 50% of the game I own Martinelli. I don't know. Like, There's a lot of players at this stage in the game that have humongous ownerships where the margins are very small and they're on the small outside players who aren't quite at the yeah. forefront yet. So, I don't know. It's not quite as much variance. And so rare, when Leao scores, I celebrate yeah. On FPL, if Haaland scores and you haven't captained him and you have him, but he's not your captain, you wince. Yeah, I oh, know I should have. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. It's like, but it's like, but you will actually lose rank because so many people captain him now. So yeah. You, if you don't, if you have Haaland and you don't captain him, you don't want them to score. It's it's just, it's a really weird one with these effective ownerships and stuff. The other thing with FPL is like, it's a thirty-eight game week slog. And, like, there's a lot involved in that. But the beauty of so rare is you make a load of decisions every week. You're following maybe 50 games, 100 games, whatever a week, as opposed to 10. And whenever the game week's done, on to the next one. Go again. Yeah. I, I love I, I like. I used, to, I used to get so peeved when I'd have, like, a bad weekend on so rare. But then as soon as that Tuesday morning came and the next game week started and I could start setting my lineups for the mm. weekend again... I just forgot about it. I was like, right, go again. Here we are. And, you know, yeah. like for me, I I never really look at midweek on so rare as an opportunity to win because I know people have galleries way bigger than mine in the divisions that I'm competing in that just have so much more choice. That, yeah. You know, when, when there's only like 17 or 25 rewards up on offer, there's no way I'm beating out like PSU fans and um, you know, all of the all of the the top guys that play. Like I like All Star Rare and All Star Rare Pro. I just can't beat those guys unless I get unlucky. So I kind of like always take midweek as a 
I never expect to win. But then when you also do win, that's even an even better feeling. But yeah, getting mm. getting prepared for the weekend is so good. However, the Global Cup, I felt, was phenomenal. Yeah. From start to finish. I would love to see more events like that based on either international tournaments or leagues and cups, potentially. Um, like, imagine now with, you know, the Premier League's just started back up again, like, the, or the, let's say they do get Premier League licensing. For the first sort of five games after Premier League licensing comes in, they start like another global cup or call it the Premier Cup or whatever. And it's the same process. You build, you, you know, you get, you choose from a bank of commons and everybody's free to play. It doesn't interfere this time around with the paid leagues, but everybody mm. has a chance at winning something as a free-to-play player over more of a like a month period rather than a game week period. I think that will continually, like what they've done with Global Cup, they brought in like what, 400, 500,000 users to that. Maybe there were some multi-accounters or whatever, but still probably like four or 500,000. Mm. What did a lot of those guys probably do after the Global Cup? They probably never logged on to so rare again. Yeah. Now, if you give them another tournament to come into, all of a sudden it gives a little bit. It, it keep it, it like for so red to, to succeed long term, it needs to become people's like instinct to go to it. It needs to become their routine to get on it every every mm. Thursday night or Friday morning. Just like with FPL, you know, you know, you've got until like what sometimes Friday is Friday nights right for FPL or sometimes it's Saturday an hour mornings. and a half before the first kickoff. Yeah. So you know you've got until then to do your FPL, and so you just do it, even though you're going to win nothing, and you might even be like halfway down the rankings with no chance, no reasonable chance of doing anything. You'll still go there as mm. a way of life every week. But so rare to achieve that with the same sort of user base that FPL have. They need to give the free-to-play players a reason more than oh, there's my five commons, submit, I'm off. Yeah, and that's what Led tweeted the other day. Actually, you know, he's got like 400 commons and one place to play with them and it's like yeah like there, there just needs to be more even if it's even if it is just experiences not eth not nfts just experiences that they give away they can offer experiences that fpl can't so yeah. just give experiences away instead like it doesn't have to be something with like a monetary value yeah no i agree i, th- I think like the the idea of like the global cup but for leagues i really like that and when i say like that i prefer like i love what i love about so rare is that every week it resets and you move on equally there is space for a longer term competition it's just about how that's yeah. managed yeah um to keep people engaged keep people coming back um i mean both can kind of live in tandem um but look there's a lot there we've talked about but there still are points that i want to bang out because there's things <laughs> that haven't been discussed i'm aware if you need to go at any stage give me the no, comment and zoom otherwise and, uh, you don't, you don't want to sound like oh i need to go john and then everyone thinks oh look big time nap can't can't spend any more time but um <laughs> Just let me know. Give me the nod. The so we've talked about private leagues there briefly. They did the whole annual thing, which is probably a bit of ball licking, um, circle jerking, and whatever else. I can't really remember, but I mean it was it, and it was deserved. Big year, big year, new sports, all the rest. Um, let me see. New year surprise here. They've basically doubled the stars in all limited competitions. Um, so yeah, that's nice. Something recently that I really wanted to mention... Oh, God, there's so much here. Just to throw it out there, the scouting missions looked interesting, but we're not going to talk about it because we don't have time. Global Cup, we've mentioned, was a success. Private leagues, we've talked about. Mentioned that. Two more things here to talk about that I haven't brought up. I've seen... And this one's very quick, but I just think it's very positive. On the NBA, they've ruled out auto-bidding, which is like... 
eBay where basically you said I will pay a max of tenner for him, but it will only go yeah. to like one twenty one, and then if someone else bids, you'll like bid up to your max bid. Do you think yeah. that's good? Because I'm gonna cut. I think that's very good. Uh, overall, I think yeah, overall I think it's positive. It will definitely add a lot of liquidity to the game. Um, I think a problem with it might be, or not a problem with it, but. But let's say you want, like, let me go into NBA right now and just go into the market. All right, so you've got Josh Hart there, and he's selling right now for 0.0115 ETH. Am I able to say, I want Josh Hart, and here's my max? Or do I have to do it on mm. every single individual card? Probably every individual card, I'd say, yeah. And that, that is, again, when it comes to... And they're, they're making great strides, right? This is, this is this is certainly a cool feature. But that's where, again, I think as free to play or as like a new user or somebody trying to navigate their way around the site for the first time having to potentially do that then wait 15 minutes then go and do it on another person and lose that bid after waiting 35 eventually you're just gonna, i can't be bothered but like is that not the if same on ebay the bid. i think on ebay though it's more for a product isn't it rather like you know this josh hart there's five thousand options of him rather than mm. the one thing that you're bidding for on ebay if, if there was like multiple different playstations on ebay that you was going for for example you could probably I, I don't know i've never really used ebay but i don't think it, there would be thousands and thousands of options or even hundreds of options for you to choose from to put your bids on i, I don't know maybe you could tell me maybe i'm wrong no i, I don't really know my, my point is kind of like i feel like <clears throat> i don't know like if they click and say it's very hard because if, if I go, I want to pay not point one for an X, you can't just automatically bump up all the cards in the market to not point one because I've only got not point one. So if there's 10 in the market, you can't put an ETH worth of liquidity in for my point one worth of bidding. So I yeah. kind of need to decide where to put that. Yeah, no, no I understand what you're saying. I, I, I get it. Like, like I said, I think the feature in general is positive. Like, you know, especially I think for mm. rares and super rares, especially on the football side of things, if it gets introduced it'll be really good. Like, Jordi Alba's there right now, and he's 0.2 ETH um, with a bid on. And he's, uh, oh, he's, a, he's an interesting one because his price has crashed a lot because of like, potential for playing or whatever. And his his lowest sale price right now is like mm. 2.3 ETH. So you might be like, look, I'll pay up to 2.2 ETH because, you know, either way, yeah. if I don't like him, I could probably sell him on for a small profit or maybe you're trying to flip him or trade him. Um so for that reason, I like it because it will like look. I'll I'll pay up to two point two ETH, but if somebody overbids, then that's that's fine. They can have mm. him. I'll move on to the next one. But if you're actually trying to buy a player, not to flip that player, and especially at limited level, I just think it's going to be real hard to like. There's this guy here, Desiree Due, seventeen-year-old midfielder from Stade Rene. He's got a point zero zero five ETH on him bid on him. Let's say you're willing to pay up to point one ETH. And there's a one hour, 26 minute time window on that. Mm. If you win him, great. If you don't win him, you now have to wait an hour and 26 minutes because, you know, the, the last bids come in at the last minutes. Mm. So you have to wait an hour and 26 minutes <clears throat> to get like to find out whether you've won it or not. And then if you haven't, what if now the game week's closed? What if, you know what I mean? Like, But is that not just, just the same as it is now? Do you know what I mean? Like if I want to go and bid on him now... And I bid my bid. The money is still tied up until it's not. So I don't get what difference the yeah, automatic but, but bidding because makes. I, because I think the money only... I only think the most of the bids come in at the end because of that exact reason. People don't want their money tied up. 
So I'll mm. wait until there's one minute left on him. If it goes above what I'm willing to pay, I'm not even going to bid. If it doesn't, then I'll place my bid and get into a little bidding war. I suppose this would work better if we could have, now that we have longer time windows on selling players, if we could have shorter time windows as well. If they, mm. you know, imagine, like, why, why not just let me put up a car for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, 60 minutes? Like, yeah. Because bidding doesn't matter, then neither does it because it's on or so rare I have to offer. But yeah. Yeah, I don't I get... I, like, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm almost playing devil's advocate for the sake of it here, but I, yeah. I like it. I think it's a good feature. I do think it's a good feature. What what it'll do? I get I get you I get you, but I think what what we'll find is, it'll definitely increase. Now it's it's one of those where, if people could, if I could bid my could auction off my own cards, we'd see a big increase in liquidity. The thing is, all the so rare cards are sold anyway, so I don't think it increases necessarily the liquidity. Maybe I'm being maybe I'm missing something fundamental there. But my point is, we, what it will do is it'll increase the prices. It'll increase the auction volume of so rare and increase their revenues. I'm surprised they didn't do it earlier. Because there'll be a lot yeah. of times in my mind, genuinely, when I'm looking here at this unique market, because um, I really want another under-23 unique, I might look at that Gonzalo Ramos, who I'll never get. I don't know. Let's say he goes for 10 I have no idea what his price should be. But let's say I go, I would actually pay 6 though. Right? I'll give you 6 ETH, and that's probably half his price, a third of his price. I don't even fucking know. But let's say I go, I'm happy to give 6. It means that if that... Uh, that's a, that's an extreme option probably actually a better a better example would be saying like a rare that i've wanted for a while or a super rare super rares come around super rare is the example i should have used right a super rare card of an under 23 that there's only three or four out there no one's selling hard to get your hands on and the auction finishes at 5 a.m yeah yeah okay, that's, that's where it's really handy good, because yeah, yeah historically and to get my jonathan david and a few others that kulisevsky and whatever back in the day i had to set my alarm to go off at like 4 34 in the morning wake up sign in bid 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 whereas if i can just go now do you know what it is he finishes that time i'll pay up to four and a half eighth yeah um, yeah and and that, that, that is a it. is a big win on the flip side to that though i've seen some super rare specifically Go for next to nothing. The amount of uniques and super rares getting stolen for prices that I would have paid, I can't believe. Yeah. Like if you sat yeah. and just watch the market, and that won't happen anymore, which will hurt traders, which or, or people that like maybe yeah, go around that way. And yeah. like, actually, there was there was one unique I wanted to buy, Canute or something, this French guy, and uh, he ended up going for like five hundred or six hundred quid, and I would have happily paid thousand eleven hundred and i just i just wasn't wasn't around at the time mm. <laughs> that was it if yeah. i could have put a i'll happily pay up to 1.1 eth the crazy thing is that his rate gets interesting though is because i might have not got him anyway because mm. the guy that got him for 600 quid might have then ended up paying 1200 quid for him and is that positive or negative i don't know I know, I know what you mean. I think there'll be a lot less like we slimy ones getting through the gap. Yeah. Um, whenever it's implemented, which is great for Solar's pockets, which is probably good for everyone, really. Yeah. And, and then the very last thing was just that there's been an article leaked about the Premier League again. Yep. Um. So I, I don't know. It certainly feels like it's probably imminent coming based off all these. Now I don't know how reputable this sources and whatever else but like i think the general feeling in the community is now that it's a case of when not if yeah it's just but it is very much the when and none of us have any idea maybe by the yeah. time this podcast goes out or maybe it won't happen this month like who knows 
I, I think the Premier League will be massive. It's so rare. I, I think in spite of all of the knowledge I've accumulated on other football teams and other football players I never knew existed before because it's so rare, the Premier League coming on board kind of showed to me straight away how valuable knowledge is in regards to winning things because I can tell you the Arsenal players inside out. I know who I'd want in an SO5 of Arsenal players. I know Ramsdale is a theatrical keeper. He does a lot of keeper sweepers, a lot of diving saves for the cameras, like, you know, a, a lot of rushing out to punch the balls. He'll be a good scorer. I know, like, of the defenders are an option. I know I want Ben White over Zinchenko or Tierney. He's guaranteed to start more often than not. But, you know, Zinchenko and Tierney rotate in the left-back position. He gets, like, his relationship with Saka on that right-hand side is just so good that I also then know I would want Saka. And I know these players so intrinsically that I think I'd be able to pick the right five from Arsenal mm. to consistently be in a chance of rewards. And it, it was that that made me think that's going to benefit so many people and so rare when the Premier League comes in. Because even if you support Leeds or Nottingham Forest or something, you know your team inside out, you know your best five. You, you might go and get those two guys that you know do well for Nottingham Forest and then go and get two other guys from, you know, Liverpool or Chelsea or Man City or something. And I think the people that think it will be just a Man City hype train when the Premier League mm. comes are going to be found out real quick. Yeah, imagine a wee Brentford stack against Liverpool last week or like a... Yeah. Or even just, just having Tony in general. Like, yeah. he just his, his scores on so rare. Obviously, he doesn't have a card on so rare, but his scores on so rare are absolutely wild for a guy that plays for Brentford. And it's like, yeah. you obviously wouldn't play him. Oh, his even though he's stupid, yeah. Yeah, crazy. You obviously wouldn't play him against Liverpool, even though he didn't play anyway. But you just wouldn't, because you don't expect him to score against Liverpool. And Look it's again Mitrovic. that knowledge of knowing, mate, Mitrovic scores are wild. <clears throat> If you look at him, you could not tell me when he moved from the Championship to the Premier League with Fulham. His scores remained <laughs> that good. He's fucking And that straight away is two players. Like, yeah, okay, Haaland's going to be there and your De Bruyne is going to be in the 80s, 1900s. But there are, without any shadow of a doubt, multiple other players from the lesser teams as well that you'd be scared of. It, like, if I, if I said to you, oh, there's this guy in the... I don't know, French second division that plays like a lower mid-table team but bangs out goals every single week. You'd be like, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Mm. If you're like, oh, Mitrovic, by the way, you'd be like, yeah, I'll take him. Almiron. Like, yeah, Almiron, precisely. I mean, Trippier. I can't actually oh, believe yes. Trippier's price on the site, man. Like, Do you know the... Uh, yeah. Does does Quinny still have... I think Quinny had a super rare at one stage, did he? His price is just steadily increasing, but Trippier is... Unbelievable. He's the, the third best player on the whole platform, the first defender. He's yeah. just obscene. Yeah, he is. And then when you look at his scores, and right now he's like 1 ETH, 1.2 ETH or so. When you look at Douglas Santos, um, Douglas Santos probably has marginally better scores when he's playing, but he's like, mm. you know, like an extra 50% on top for price. And that, yeah. that, that to me was wild. There's, there's actually a few Premier League players. I'm probably giving, giving up the ghost here as well, which I shouldn't do. But there's a few Premier League players uh, on so rare right now that are scoring very well, that are very cheap because people just don't know that they really exist. Like Casemiro was like 0.4 ETH. Yeah. Like this is a, a serial Champions League winner. 
at one of the best teams in world football. Okay, he's playing for Man United, but even then, his scores are outrageous for his price. In yeah. champion Europe. I'm like trying not. Let me just, I'm just double checking him. I'm probably going to end up like having to stop myself. Yeah, like, I mean, look at those. Like, what is going on there, Nap? Yeah. And like, if, if he was back at Real Madrid, he'd be one eighth. Even with these exact same scores, because it's a league that so rare have. And it's like, you know what I mean? Like, you think about him, you see Real Madrid. You don't really look at the Premier League results on so rare. Someone but, give me a wee yeah. three or 4x super rare there and I'll buy it today. Yeah, and, and the thing is, right, this is whilst he's... Now, Man United are actually back in a bit of form. But Man United is still trying to find themselves. And Casemiro has only just joined the team this season, right? Yeah. Give him, like, another few months or till next season when they strengthen the stuff. He's only 30 years old. He's one of the best holding midfielders in world football. And he's 0.4 ETH, like, in champion. Like, I... I Genuinely saw probably about six Premier League players where I was like, okay, I have to buy him, and I have to buy him because these are just way underpriced. Ronaldo was one of them, obviously not Premier League anymore. <coughs> but yeah, Ronaldo was one of them. Um, but Manchester United, funnily enough, themselves have got quite a lot of really good players. Um, you've got Rafael Varane right now. Okay, slightly injury prone, um, but point three ETH again coming from Real Madrid as one of best like Champions League winning defenders of all time and he's point three played every minute basically well maybe not every minute maybe like a 90% of the minutes for France at the World Cup he is quite clearly a super defender and now I'm going to see all of these players I'm talking about with John Nellis bought John Nellis bought <laughs> Varane's injuries get me but no if, if, here's the here's the thing right and this is where I start to wonder because I go like okay in my head the Prem's coming at some stage now, what I go is, like, I have Odegaard. I have a couple of Trents. I think I've already missed the boat in trying to sell a Trent. He's losing under 23s, blah, blah, blah. That's that's a bag that I am losing. I paid eight grand for a Trent last January, one year ago. Yeah, I remember, yeah. Yeah, let's just forget about that, right? It is what it is. Oh, God, when I think about it. Anyway, oh, I'm such an... Oh, anyway, <laughs> fuck, man, that's a lot of money, isn't it? It was a yeah. different time. It was a different time. The prizes, you know, you, you could literally win. Like, I don't know if that was the time, but like, I remember the days where like you'd be sweating an Mbappe win because it was 50 grand or it was 25 grand. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I, um, yeah. I, I firmly believe that. Like, I, I bought into So Rare at the complete wrong time because I bought when ETH was really high and when So Rare was like not pumping in the sense of like pump and dump or whatever, but there was just so much hype. Uh, uh, I, I suppose the supply was the same but the demand was just way bigger mm. and then the limiteds came in and they introduced a few new things and as i said earlier on in the, the pod right i think the market's correct in, corrected now rather than on a recession or whatever mm. but i i spent so much money on so many players that even now if they're still performing they're just doing they're just worth less mm. and it does it is that pain of like yeah if you if you win an mbappe now obviously you know you used to be able to win a Haaland that you can't anymore if you win an Mbappe now, it's like like 10 ETH rather than yeah. 30 or 40 ETH. But that's also a product of more cards coming on board. Mbappe's yeah. not a premium scorer anymore. There's more Mbappe's in general, so there's you know there's there's not there's just more supply. So of course his price is going to come down. But I what I what the difference is now is you used to have to spend 10 or 12 ETH to have the chance to win an Mbappe worth 30, 40, 50 ETH. Now you could probably spend one or two ETH 
with a chance to win an Mbappe worth 10 ETH. Yeah. It's, I'm looking there more, more United players, like yeah. Dallow as well. Yeah. Oh man, he's, he's an insane scorer. Yeah. It's obscene. He, he's, he's a bit of a hundred merchant. He is. Yeah. He, he's actually scary. But my, my, my point about buying the trends at such a high price and whatever else was more a case of like, I know that it's coming. And when I think back to like, um, who, who, when did this happen recently? Something happened recently. There was a league brought in. Second Division Europe. No, I can't remember what it was. can't remember the example. I think all the logic in the world suggests that if the Prem drops at some stage, the supply will increase. The unknown here is just how much traffic it drives and how much demand it drives. That's the real unknown. Because I think logic would say, I should probably sell these Prem players now while people kind of can't get their hands on an Odegaard and they want the Odegaard. Because in a month, everyone can get Odegaard. In two months, everyone can get Odegaard. In six months, whenever this thing happens, if it happens, everyone can get him. So I don't know. That that's where my head's at. It's like I think I'll sit on it for the XP and for the nostalgia and for the OG side of it all. But like, is there some sort of market to be played if you think it's happening? Because that article seemed pretty damning and people were sharing it and whatever else. And it's not like Nicholas has been subtle with some of his tweets. So I yeah. think we're all kind of in our heads. It's a case of when. But look, we'll wait and see. Um, I, I, I come back just we move on. I come back around to what you said way way earlier in the pod there of like I, I treat my gallery like yours. It's more about just hoarding now. Like, yeah. I'm probably, in terms of Ethereum, what I've put in versus what it's worth, I'm probably up. In terms of fiat, I'm definitely down. Mm. Um, but I don't care. Like, and I know some people will care and it will be important for them. You know, the what they have in those assets is, is important to them. But for me, like, I love the fact that I have so much choice now every week and that oh. it comes down to my decisions, not, okay, I have to play these five. Let's just hope they do well. It adds to the allure of what so rare is of like, yeah. oh, do I play this guy or do I go with that guy? Like, it's just it's a lot more fun <laughs> like that. It's a proper wheel thing, and I know people are listening, going like, "Shut up, Nellis, you twat!" But I feel like it's it's only really been in like the last month where I've felt this, maybe the last couple of months, but particularly recently where there's cards that I forget I have, and yeah. all of a sudden they've a fiction. I'm like, "Oh shit, that guy!" Yeah. Someone messaged me the other day, and they were like, "Can I buy your guy from Austria?" And I was like. I thought I sold him two months ago, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and yeah. it's like where I'm at that stage now where it's beautiful because where I, my gallery massively lacks Asian and American and stuff to churn through the summer. Like, I mean, it's a humongous hole. It is all European. This is like an eight month gallery, but like I'm now, the reason I think I've done quite well in the last few weeks over the Christmas bit is because I have the depth to an extent where I've got a wee buy-ender when Turkey have games and at Leno, yeah. so that whenever yeah. Fulham were playing, Leno also yeah. scores great. That, oh, man, William as well. Now it's uh, yeah, Fulham, being, it's, being, the, uh, being the guy that gives Mitrovic the assists, William is 0.13 ETH and is good value at that, in my opinion. Mm. The... My point. What was I even saying there? Yeah, I feel You're, like my yeah, God. I feel like depth. it's. I could sell all these, right? And I could go on and get bigger super rares and better super rares and maybe a unique or something. And that's probably the move. Instead of having a hundred rares, have sixty rares, and put the other forty rares worth into four uniques or something. It's probably what I should do. But there is something nice about a wee midweek now when I'm like, oh, I actually have that guy. Yeah. I want a Burnley yeah. forward the other week there who I'm not even considering in my head because I've never really used them, but like Manuel Benson, I now have. Oh, Benson's a very good score, yeah. I've got Mark Bartra, Mazraoui, um, 
Lenormand, I've got a Muzu, Jonathan Panzo has won me a couple of rewards already. And it's now getting into this stage where I'm filling up with all these wee midweek guys. And it's hard because you do become a bit of a hoarder. Yeah. Fuck it, it's good fun. You know? And and, and that's that is the conundrum, isn't it, now? Like because I'm in a very similar boat. I don't have a gallery quite as big as yours, but I've like it just from rewards that I've won in the last or like five weeks, it's about six ETH. Right. Mm. And I sat and I thought five weeks ago I didn't have these guys. So and I would have taken the ETH to buy who I wanted. But now that I've got them, I don't want to sell them mm. for six ETH and go and buy like a Neymar and a Messi. And all of a sudden now I've got a rare Neymar and a rare Messi and I'm gonna be able to slay all star rare every single week as long as I get, you know, the other picks right. But it it's like at what point it, especially if you are looking to at least break even i don't know where you're at but i've not mm. really withdrawn anything from so rare but i would eventually like to have be free rolling you know so yeah. at what point do you say right let me take 20 percent of my gallery sell it off withdraw the withdraw the ETH, and then go again you know no i hear you i think i'm i'm in a weird one where like i think because my whole content creation thing has came from so rare starting there and whatever else that i almost feel now that my gallery i haven't deposited in a while I don't plan on depositing, but I almost feel like it's the the machine that lets me do what I do, yeah. you know, and keep doing what I do um, yeah. with freedom. I have no plans on cashing out, and if I lost it tomorrow, I wouldn't lose a night's sleep. Honestly, I, I actually wouldn't. I'd be more yeah. upset about, I suppose, the, the opportunities that come from the content. Um, yeah. But that's a very luxurious and strange position to be in, and it's not the same for everyone. Everyone should be sitting looking and judging themselves because people have put on their own yeah, yeah, significant yeah, money yeah. in here. Yeah, I'm the uh, same though. I, I think like the joy that I've got from so rare, like if if the, it, like obviously it would be an expensive hobby, but if it was some the sort of thing where I was like sp- spending, you know, going on nights out or on a weekend away or you know, to the casino or something, I wouldn't yearn for that money. Yeah, and it's the same here. Like if this just halved or worse or disappeared, I'd be sitting there like I'd be bummed, sure, but I wouldn't be like. Yeah. Crying over it, I'd be like, oh, I had a great time with that product. Like mm. that was good. Let's just hope that it's not a rug pull. <laughs> yeah, I, I I can say like hand on heart, and this is the God's honest truth. If this went tomorrow, I would be. Oh, I'm trying to think. Would I? It's hard to say unless it happened. But I feel now, hand on heart, I feel now that if it happened tomorrow, I would be as gutted about the game being gone as I would about yeah. my money being gone. Because oh, the game yeah, has me, become game. such a focal yeah. point in my life throughout yeah. the week. First half, middle of the week, weekend, middle of the week, weekend. It's following the lineups, following games. I was dying sick yesterday with nothing to do. And I looked at the TV and it was Milan versus, was it Spezia or something? Or yeah, something. Monza, did they play? Mo- yeah, no, they, they didn't yeah. play Monza. But, and I was like, oh, I have something to do now because I've got Raphael Leao playing. I have a yeah. player here. This is interesting. And I sat down and I was glued to it and I loved it. Now, I am not enough of a football purist to sit and watch, if I have nothing riding in the game as a neutral in terms of support, to sit and watch Milan versus Spezia yeah. or whoever. Quinny is probably a die-hard enough football guy that even if Sora yeah, didn't exist, he'll, he'll watch yeah. anything. And I love that about him. I'm not there. I need something riding. And so rare gives me that. And that yeah. element of something riding gives me so much like joy and interest and, and and so much yeah entertainment value throughout my week that i would oh, miss I, that, I agree with that so much the, the, the one super around the 23 goalkeeper i've got bilal by yesterday he's playing 
of Kayseri Sport against Fatih Karagumuruk. And within four minutes of the game, he already had two errors that led to goal. Oh, man. And they'd conceded two goals. And I'm sitting there, I'm just devastated. Yeah. However, the fact that he finished on 15 points, conceded four, and two errors that led to goal, still finished on 15 points. I came away from that. A guy that I didn't know about existed in mm. life a year ago. And I was like, what great game he had. Like, he had yeah. the worst game of his life, and he still came out with a, a respectable score for a goalkeeper that had the game that he had. And it's exactly what you're saying there. Like, that that connection to the football is bridged by so rare. Mm. I wouldn't give a shit about that game had had yeah. I not had a goalkeeper in it. I just wouldn't care. And uh, I, I think it's it, the love for so rare that I have, like, like what you said, you'd miss the game more. I have spent two years streaming on Facebook under contract with them, and the views just started off big and dwindled. It was mostly to do with the platform. Towards the back end of it, I spent a lot of time on SoRare on the platform instead of playing mm -hmm. FIFA. And um, I used to get like a core audience come in and watch the streams because they knew SoRare was going to go there. Now I'm back on Twitch again, and I'm getting you know several thousand viewers per stream again. I get asked more than ever before, going on SoRare today? You're going to go on SoRare today? Mm. And uh, every time I go on SoRare, I expect to see the numbers drop. And they don't. They, they may be like a little bit, but they just mm. hold. And I'm like, okay, people are really interested in this. This is yeah. great. And it is because SoRare is just in a different place to where it was a year mm. ago, 18 months ago, you know? Well, that's exciting going into, into this year. Um, I feel like I have to ask you a couple of questions, even though time's gone on, because we ask people for them and we haven't got to them. But I'll do one or two very quickly. We don't need to dwell. I won't cool. try and come in. I'll just let you answer it and move on. Right. Um, Fraz, out of 10, how confident are you in SoRare's business model for the next 12 months? And which of the three axes, football, NBA, MLB, do you think will have the largest user growth over the same time period? I think NBA will have the largest user growth. Um, how confident am I? I mean, I would have to know their business model, I suppose, to know how mm. confident I am. Based on what we've seen, I think I'm, I'm very confident in SoRes' mm. long-term capabilities. Yeah, I 100% I, I think that there'll be some bumps in the road and they'll make some mistakes, but overall, they seem to be on the right path. Haber wants to know if you scrunch or fold your toilet paper. Fold. I'm a folder. What the fuck yeah. scrunches? Here's, some, here's a fun fact, though, on toilet things, right? And you don't know the others exist until I'm about to, well, most likely until I'm about to tell you here. Around, on average, 50% of people on Earth stand up to wipe. And I do. 50% lean to wipe. What do you do? I, I lean over. Just, like, lean over a bit. And, oh, I stand. And yeah. And more often than not, the other you know, <coughs> the people that stand are like, what do you mean lean? Yeah. <laughs> do you, right? do you, you probably just do what your parents do and your parents teach you when you're younger, maybe. I assume. Yeah, maybe. So maybe like, like I mean, it's it's hardly like my parents would have taught me to sit down and then I decided to stand up. Maybe I did. I'm a stander <laughs> yeah, and sometimes people find that weird because then they oh, go, oh, God. but when, when you stand up, your bum cheeks will go together and all the, it'll <laughs> yeah, all smoosh like, up. Yeah. Surely it's, surely it's harder like yeah how do you what do you do? do you like half squat or do you like fully stand up i like okay well i'm not like straight leg my knees aren't buckling <laughs> you know what i mean like but you know it but i mean i stand up and i like hike one cheek to the side and go in that's wild isn't it <laughs> it's just so demo. much easier to do you just know what i actually do sometimes if i'm wearing yeah. a long t-shirt sometimes i have to tuck the t-shirt under the chin you know to hold it up <laughs> I got walked in on work, yeah. I swear to God, three years ago or something, four years ago, I was down, and when you're in air traffic control, it's a case of, if you need to go, 
someone needs to be at the bloody like at the radar so like what do you do so it was a case of sprint down go to the toilet quick while there's nothing in the sky and no one's there you have you have your um colleague upstairs and whatever they're there in case someone calls and tell them to stand by or whatever it's an emergency you'll get a big shout down the stairs that never happens ran down the stairs sat in the toilet but i mean it's just the two of you up in the tar cab I didn't lock the door because I was in such a rush, right? But door closed over, sat in the toilet, stood up to wipe my bum, right? So I'm there, but we t-shirt tucked under my chin so it wouldn't get in the way, holding one cheek out, blah, 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 blah. And the mirror's in front of you. And the door opens where the mirror's in front of you and they can, like, just look in the mirror. So the cleaner comes up the stairs at the time, opens the door and looks in the mirror. And it's like that, like, mid, mid-stair with me with the, the thing tucked, like, there, like, <laughs> you know, like, proper panic stations, like. So it was one of those where, like, I, I didn't, I had to go back up because I had to go to my job, otherwise I just would have went home. I had to go up and like, it was one of those, like, if you don't make a joke about it, it's even more awkward. Yeah, yeah. So, made the joke. Can I imagine if you was a leaner, you'd have never had that problem. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe that was the moment I should have changed it all, but I didn't. Um, Anyway, yeah, Herbert, thanks for that question. And the last one, I'll ask you, so rare, Israel, what does so rare need to do in order to convert more people from FIFA and foot to so rare? I would slightly argue with Possibly gone over a few of those things. Yeah. Anyway, but I think we've um, went over a lot of them. Is there anything in your head? I think a lot of it's down to you, <laughs> just how you, or like not not you, but like how FIFA creators present the the yeah, game. Yeah, I think. Well, there's definitely changes. I think it's it could be more streamable, and there's a lot there we could go into. But like, yeah, I, I, I think I think they are doing good things. But I think, like I said earlier, I think one of the key things is doing the things that make people want to come back and make it a part of their routine rather than doing something that's like a hype train where it's like, oh, don't miss out. You've got to log in. Like, they've got to want people to log in every day um, or, you know, twice a week, three times a week rather than hmm. logging in for a massive event and then never coming back again until another massive event. And I, I feel like they're working towards that. And I like the fact that it's taking time because as you see with like raids for example on twitch right if you if you've got ten thousand viewers and you raid someone one time more than likely none of those people are going to stay it's not the content creator they wanted to watch but if that yeah. content creator grows their audience over time they're gonna <coughs> hold an audience i think so we need that they don't need a massive influx of people that are then going to walk away and be like oh no that wasn't really the thing for me it needs to be word of mouth it needs to be consistency over time to to instill that trust into someone that yeah this is this is the fantasy platform that you want to be on mm. well look let's hope 2023 is a big year nap you're the first guest of the year we won't leave it as Yay. long um and it's also the longest podcast i've done in probably six months uh but that was after not doing one for nearly a month big thanks again to so rare data for helping this happen um do use the link below to sign up if you haven't already and if you're already there enjoy it um anything to say before you go nap and i'm a mist um no mate no, just, no? Uh, don't wait so long next time I've always got more than enough to say about SoRare. Congratulations on your 100,000 uh, pack. Or a million one there. Maybe you'll get there one day. I don't know. I don't know. Might, um, I don't know. Might, maybe. <laughs> um, I can't wait no, to catch you and you then like, you rub it in. The thing is, you will. Like The, the football vertical has a way bigger audience on YouTube than FIFA, FIFA and niche, gaming. Um, and that's why you've managed to accumulate a grand amount of subs in a really short amount of time mm. and give it another six twelve months i think you'll be pushing towards that million on Let's this trajectory so. yeah yeah so credit to you mate you're doing a, a brilliant job thanks man let's see where we are in the first podcast of 2024 yeah 
Yeah, let's make this a tradition. Eh? <laughs> yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Let's hope it's still here and hasn't crashed and burned. <laughs> See you soon.